The grandfather is there with him looking at the difficulties, the pain, the darkness, and his message is, keep going. If that is the effect of seeing tragedy and pain, that's fantastic. And I just sat with him and I could see the reality he was facing and I, I validated his anger. balcony on the streets of Medellin, Colombia, and we're continuing our series, Hans, on being an elder, and we titled today's, uh, today's episode, Stare into the, into the Abyss with him. Yesterday I was watching a, a video uh, by a Native American elder, and uh, telling a story of a young man who comes to his grandfather and I forget what the question was he asked him but you know it's the young man going to an elder and in the grandfather's response before we get to what the grandfather says you can just hear and I hear this often with Native American elders or especially like of the age to be grandfathers that you can just hear like they carry all their people in their heart and and future generations and land like it's a lot more than them who's speaking you can feel the heart and uh, yeah there's something profound about that I personally have not spent much time with uh, Native Americans but it's as if uh, you know, the grandfather has seen more death and more loss. And speaking to the younger man or the boy, um, his message is keep going. And in this in this video, he's uh, he's talking about the many difficulties of life. And uh, the message is not like rah rah. It's not. It's not about, it's not about uh, happiness and success. The message is, the grandfather is there with him looking at the difficulties, the pain, the darkness, and his message is, keep going, you know? And there's honor in that, keep going, you know? In the face of it all, keep going. There's this quiet, beautiful um, sense of strength sense of spirit keep going but sense of care and that's to me the way you describe it the remarkable part because I haven't seen much more and haven't seen pain and haven't seen that you end up caring more or carrying more people in your heart that's that sounds remarkable and, and quite oh, very uplifting also actually mm. that seeing all that or seeing more and seeing more grief that it doesn't make you disconnect but rather 
connect more and care more. That's a great way to look at, but that's a great prospect of getting older. That's a great prospect of, if that is the effect of seeing tragedy and pain, mm. that's fantastic, mm. no? Oh, that's something I look forward to. Well, grief is taboo. Grief is taboo in American culture, probably largely in Western culture in general, as is death. Mm. We're a very death-phobic culture. And there's, uh, feels like something deeply missing about all this focus on staying young, staying positive and happy, and in a way, avoiding pain, avoiding suffering, avoiding death. And uh, you can see the you can see the madness in a way with our response to the COVID pandemic. You know, just terror of death versus uh, many other cultures come and gone, um, and how they how they approach death. I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful role for an elder. And I mentioned. Uh, is it Stephen Jenkinson or Stephen Jenkins? Stephen Jenkinson, I think, um, who put out the documentary Grief Walker. Mm. And he is like a grief worker, and he spent time with many people on their deathbeds. And he talks at length about our phobia of death mm. and the role of an elder or a dying man to be an example of a beautiful way to embrace your own death as an example for the younger generations. So they're not in fear about death. Mm. And so they can live a great life. Is this, you know, this, this phobia of death keeps us from taking risk, keeps us from uh, fully living in many ways. So staring into the abyss, into the abyss that's Maybe that, you know, looking together at, at death and not turning your eyes away, not trying to solve it, not try to run from it. I've told the story a few times about uh, a young man from the Middle East, he was about 17, 16 or 17, came to the U.S. with his family. His mom had attended uh, my eye stand, you know, the honor with the honor work, and she was... She kept asking me, practically begging me to spend time with her son. And I was reluctant to do so because there was a sense that something was wrong with her son and, and I could fix him. But I agreed to and I told her I'm not, you know, like I'm not, I can't remember what I said exactly, but I'm just gonna spend time with him, you know? And so I invited him out to the cliffs overlooking uh, Austin, Texas. We hiked up the cliffs and we went and sat on the edge of the cliff. We're just looking over this vast, beautiful valley. And I just sat and listened to the life he was facing, the reality and future he was facing. He was very angry. He, uh, he was saying the kind of things I could see why his mom was alarmed. 
he was saying, you know, very violent things. His mom was probably afraid that he was going to act out violently towards others or towards himself. And I just sat with him and I could see the reality he was facing and I, I validated his anger. And uh, there's this, you know, a sense of grief there at what's been lost. Mm. He'd been taken away from his deep and rich Middle Eastern tradition and supplanted in this other world where he doesn't belong. And his father doesn't have a respected role. And he doesn't have his people, he doesn't have his homeland. And, uh, yeah. It's a, so it's a beautiful role to just sit there and not sit there with him and, and mm. face the abyss. And, and there's a sense in just sitting and facing it that everything's going to be all right. We can look at it. Yes. We can feel it. It's okay. It's not going to destroy us. It's not bigger than us, and it's there. We have what it takes to face it. We can walk through it. And the grandfather's message in this uh, Native American video I watched yesterday was keep going. Was his message to the younger man. Facing all of the darkness the elder's message was, yes, yeah, it's dark. It's dark, it's dangerous, it's painful. Keep so, going. I see some of the, I see some of the men I know facing the abyss, worried. They won't have any money. judgmental of themselves being subject of their emotion um, not feeling connected feeling uh, a lot of anger around the family wanting to save them um, yeah I see men completely going away from their own family because there's so much grief there you know? building new lives and in new countries, setting up communities so they could feel home. Yeah, I see men who are, uh, have a lot to tell, but like abandoned on, on humanity because they they feel there is no no one's listening or yeah. Yes, you know we need to gather as men and tell our stories, mm. face the abyss together around the fire, mm. you know, mm. tell the stories of our, our grandfathers, of our ancestors. Clint is watching and uh, he's definitely faced the abyss the last few years. And uh, he's still going. <laughs> I'm sure he's driving his truck right now down, down some long, American Highway, alone, 
Well then, hopefully he's not watching, but just listening. <laughs> yeah, <hopefully. laughs> Facing the abyss. You know, and if what, what I'm learning as, as a friend or as an ally, as, a, as in, in a role, if, if I am to play any role as an elder, is, is how willing am I to face, to look into the abyss, and how, how willing am I to feel with the other? Because it's only in the extent that I'm willing to feel with the other that I'm also that I will be that I will be invited to represent and speak for the other and be of help to the other yeah. and that's a huge yeah learning from you know, to feel with the other maybe that's a big part of the staring into the abyss you know, feeling with the other yeah, it's just like, even in silence, right? Mm. Looking, you're both looking, it's how you're looking at it in the, you know, you're facing the death, you're, maybe you're at the graveside of a man's father together, you know. And you're just there, you're looking into the, the hole where the casket is being placed. And not even words need to be said, but just the fact that, that we're there. You know, like that's where we're going. Mm. That's that's gonna be us. You know, and uh, it's okay. Yeah, there's there's very much a sense in our Western culture of uh, to manage, to survive, to be successful. What we need to do is avoid the negativity, the pain, the darkness, the death. And it feels very untrustworthy to me. Yes. Very superficial. It's, uh, it's similar with women, you know? In relationships, if you're willing to just stay and be with the emotion without trying to solve it, without... That's the man who stays. That's powerful. The elder stays and looks with you. Mm. Yeah. Feels with you. I'm saying this, I'm, like as I'm speaking, I'm not teaching, you know, I'm just uh, exploring this, you know. Like how willing am I to feel with the other? That's the caring for the other. Yeah, the mm. willingness to feel, mm. not the willingness to understand, which is like a maybe an empathy, but but the willingness to feel with the other and just be there with them. It's uh, the honor work that we do is a, is a different approach to confronting life rather than trying to escape the darkness and the pain and stay high vibration and positive. It's fully facing the pain, the darkness, the suffering. And from then calling upon the spirit, you could say, or summoning the honor, trans transmuting all that is into honor. But it starts with the facing. Yes. It starts with the full welcoming of all that is. There's, and uh, yeah, it's powerful. Mm.
It's the work we're going to be doing inside of this uh, Facebook group that we're about to launch, Hans. Yes. So men who are watching this, we'll be welcoming you to join us inside of this Facebook group. We're going to face what's coming. We're going to face what is. You face what you've lost. We're going to face it together. And we're going to, we're going to welcome honor. We're going to welcome our people into our hearts. We're going to welcome our ancestors, our future generations. And, uh, and we'll take care of each other. I think, uh, yes. And from there will come a calling. Deeper than a invented mental purpose or uh, just a dream or a goal. There is a deep calling that comes from remembering yes. your people and facing what they face with them. Yes, and it's not, we're not going towards happiness and success, you know, but we are going to salvation. Yes. And, uh, Deep elation. Yes, it's a different feeling. Beyond happiness, I would say. Yes. More profound. All right. We invite you to join us. See you tomorrow.